Well, MSU got a decommit from a transfer. Hey, that's a new one for this offseason. Also, we jump into the mailbag. Are we going to be rooting for Keon Coleman and Peyton Thorne at their next stops? And also, what changes would we make to Spartan Stadium? Whole lot of other good stuff. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to today's show to kick off your weekend with us here at Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white five days a week here in the Locked on Podcast Network. Hey, I'm your host, Matt Sheehan. If you want to reach out, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find us, or hey, if you want to bark at me on Twitter... Sheehan underscore sports is the place to do so. All right, let's get rocking and rolling into this Friday show here. Guys, we almost did it. Uh, We almost had like two good things happen in a row for Michigan State football. It was awesome. Uh, We got the transfer of a great run stopper from Colorado, Jalen Sami, which I need to correct myself. Yesterday I kept calling him Jalen Sammy. Got to be a little softer with the A, Jalen Sami. That's right. That was a really good transfer portal pickup. That's going to help in the run defense game. And then, what do you say, two, three hours after that happened on Wednesday, uh, Keon Stewart. Hey, awesome. That's right. The guy that's transferring in from TCU. He's going to be a nice cornerback depth piece uh, for the Michigan State. Oh, my God, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Okay, hey, we've seen a lot of decommits from high school kids recently, but uh, screw it. Let's mix it up. Let's get a decommit from a kid that was in the transfer portal and pledged his commitment to Michigan State. What was it, to start the week or uh, over the weekend? Whatever it was, didn't even last a full week as a Spartan commit. He didn't even decommit, really, uh, at least publicly. At least all of a sudden, you just post on Twitter that, yeah, I'm going to Arkansas. And I saw that. I was like, wow, that's weird. There's two guys named Keon Stewart that were in the transfer portal. Portal. Wait, hold up. Wait, that's that's Archeon Stewart. So yeah, that's uh, just just great. So first of all, apologies for not getting that uh, to yesterday's show. I know it uh, happened in the middle of the day, but I had to record earlier. Had some other obligations to get to, but also I think this is healthier too because I was not all too thrilled uh, after that happened. Again. It's been like a lot of punches and bruises that we've taken, lacerations, if you will, that we've taken the last few months, and they all seem to happen in threes, if not longer, and we just can't string together any good luck here, can we? Uh, But hey, we almost did. Maybe next week will be something different, but yeah, I mean, let's just go through what this means for Michigan State and everything. The first thing in my notes right here is just, uh (laughs) uh-oh, uh-oh, that's not good. Uh, Look, hey. Did Michigan State lose Darquez Denard? Did they lose a Trey Waynes? Did they lose a Josiah Scott, if you will? I n- No, no, no. I, there's probably a reason this guy lost his starting job at TCU. I mean, hey, the folks at 24-7 Sports, they have him uh, rated below Samar Melvin, who transferred here from Wisconsin. Maybe a preferred walk-on, maybe a scholarship player. Who's to say? Didn't really play a whole lot at Wisconsin. But they had him rated below that. But again, that's just one publication's ranking. So, 
I, no, we didn't like lose Darrell Rivas by any chance, but here's what we're not going to do. I'm not going to backpedal because when Keon Stewart committed here, I said, hey, this is great. This is good. I, you know, he, he's a hard hitter. He's a physical guy, uses his hands, and at the very worst, you know what? He's at least depth for this cornerback room. A position that could use a whole lot of depth, all right? Because look, I, the guys that we got right now, your projected starters are probably Chuck Brantley, Marquis Lowry. Fine players. They, they are fine players. But do you know what else they are? Always hurt. They are always hurt. Like, they, there are, there's a litany of injuries on the defense, especially last year. 27 different starters. Uh, you should take a drink every time I say that stat uh, on Lockdown Spartans because that's my favorite and least favorite stat to say on this show, but paints a good picture of just how important depth is here, especially for this position group. Because let's say Chuck Brantley, who... Look, he hits like Ray Lewis, but he has the body of a cross-country runner. Like, I, let, let's say that he gets hurt again. Okay, well, the guys behind him, we got Caleb Coley, who we just talked about yesterday. I, I, I'm expecting good things out of him. We're hearing good things out of spring practice about him. At the end of the day, though, redshirt freshman. Okay, young, unproven guy. Chance Rucker, redshirt freshman. How about I'll do you one better? How about a true freshman in Chance Rucker? Samar Melvin, the guy we just talked about from, from Wisconsin. Uh, Kimbra is also back. We've seen him on the field, too. I Not to be all Debbie Downer about it. Uh, Aid Willie as well. So, yeah, that's that's a good handful of names. What I just named, seven players right there? Yeah, look at me doing that counting. Seven players, but... Look, it's a position, if not just for injury, at least for competition, could really use some more bodies out here. I, we all know this if you're a Spartan fan watching this show. That's a position that could really use some help, some competition. So, yeah, seeing Keon Stewart you know, flip the script and go to Arkansas, I, it just hurts to lose anybody that does have starting experience in Power 5 football. So, yes, I, not the greatest player in the world, but I... I just need bodies, man. I need bodies. I need bodies. So speaking of bodies, let's talk about some guys uh, that are uncommitted right now in the transfer portal that also play defensive back, primarily cornerback. And I'm going to go through it really quick because I didn't even know if Michigan State has had contact with any of these guys, but these are just names of uncommitted cornerbacks in case it, you guys just want to look players up and uh, go in a fantasy world, play some fantasy football, if you will. Uh, first and foremost, top of the Christmas list, uh, I mean, Jaleel Tucker, Former top 75 commit. He left Oregon after just one year. So, yeah, that would be a fantastic player to get in the portal. Again, he's west side of the country. He's from San Diego. And, of course, you know, recruiting is national. It's just maybe it hurts you a little bit having a guy all the way out there, especially if you're going to be competing against programs like, God, I'd imagine USC is going to be in the mix. Colorado has some sizzle around it, if you will. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Travel Mullen, uh, he played at Indiana last year. Well, didn't really play all too much. He'll have four years left of eligibility. He's from Florida. Uh, Tavion Beasley, Jackson State. He transferred to Colorado, and he didn't even last a full offseason there because he has since transferred. He's from Cali as well. St. John Bosco, former top 700 recruit. And then Jaden Williams, uh, USC backup. Uh, he was at Colorado for about six minutes uh, before he was one of the 800 kids asked to enter the transfer portal over at uh, Deion Sanders' program. But, yeah, I, those are just names. If, if you want them, if those tickle your fancy. Uh, and other recruiting news here. Uh, then we're going to go back down to the high school ranks. So Davion Sims, uh, former top 
not not former. I'm, I'm excuse me. I'm using former a little too early here. Uh, former would be Michigan State recruit. That is, uh, I'm going to spoil my own punchline right there. Current top 150 player, if not rated even higher, defensive lineman from Oklahoma. Uh, Michigan State was on his short list for a long time. He's committing May 20th, but he's going to be committing to Oregon. Uh, that's where all the crystal balls are at. That's where all the rivals predictions are at. I'm sure on three has him going to Oregon. So if you had hopes for Z- Zadavion Sims, if you're going to watch that commitment this weekend, don't waste your time. Uh, if the .001% chance he does go to Michigan State, let's just consider it a pleasant surprise. But no, don't go to bed Friday night thinking that the next morning we're waking up to a really good commit because uh, we're not Oregon Ducks fans. Uh, and that means next up on the list of really, really, really good players, and there's going to be all sorts of good players coming in June on official visits. A lot of good four-star kids, but... Guys are in the upper echelon of four stars, if not five stars, like David Stone, former top 10 commit or recruit. God, you need to get my verbiage right here. Top 10 recruit right now. Formerly a target of Michigan State, or so everyone thought that he was going to go to Michigan State. He had a lot of pictures wearing the Spartan stuff, but all things are trending to Oklahoma. There's no set date for his commitment yet, but... Uh, yeah, so if, if you had the dreams of Zadavion Sims and David Stone uh, being paired up next to each other, I would just probably say goodbye to those dreams right now. I don't like doing this, by the way. I don't like being a Debbie Downer. I, I like Believe me, contrary to popular belief, it's just like, I do want to shoot you straight here. I can't get in front of a microphone, do a recruiting breakdown, and being like, oh, well, there's still time to get David Stone. Like, no... All the momentum has shifted to the Sooners, like, I, so, no. I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, stay tuned for Saturday. Like, I... I care about you. I don't want you to waste your time and waste your hopes about what choices these high school kids are going to make. You know I do care about, though? I, I, I care about your comfort, your versatility, and thank you, Bird Dogs, for giving us all of that with their shorts, their pants, all their products. Bird Dogs is a life-changing product. I don't want to be overdramatic. A life-changing product. I got these bad boys earlier this week, slipped them on, And I said goodbye to the cheap old shorts that I used to wear. Bird Dogs, so comfortable from the inside. They got the compression short thing going on, just the right amount of snugness. And on the outside, you're going to look great. You can work out. You can go out to dinner. You can go golfing. You can go to the beach all in the same pair of shorts. All you need is just one pair of shorts. You don't even have to change throughout all four of those activities I just named. They're going to hook you up, and you are going to be looking spectacular the entire time. And also, hey, while you're looking spectacular, how about you drink out of a beautiful, that's right, Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler? Go to birddogs.com slash college, and when you enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, that's one word, Locked On College. They will throw in that free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. So get to birddogs.com slash LockedOnCollege. All right, let's head into the mailbag here. And, uh, yeah, for the 100th day in a row, we are talking about, uh, yeah, Keon Coleman, uh, Peyton Thorne. And you know what? There was a question that was asked here by Casey. And uh, Keon committed to Florida State in a very... Ceremonious commitment video, uh, just in a car in a parking lot of some random hotel, wearing Michigan State shorts to boot, uh, or as uh, JD Jerbear on Twitter pointed out, 
in the Michigan State car that you probably got here. Like, that's awesome. Great. Um, anyway, Casey writes in at LockdownSpartans at gmail.com with the recent commitment from Keon to FSU. Many reporters have said it has honestly boiled down to money. If we weren't able slash willing to outbid an NIL deal, are our best players just going to do that and are they going to leave? I don't want to see by Job or Dylan Tatum be stellar for a year just for us not to secure them the next. That is a very popular line of thinking with many transfers, especially with guys as talented as Keon Coleman, NIL. And it would be silly for me not to think that it didn't have a factor. But oddly enough... And again, a lot of conflicting reports out there. Here's where I'm going to dig my feet, though. Is that from what I know, MSU had the money. They they had the money to match what Florida State had. If not, maybe even go above it. Uh, Ole Miss, I think, was a little below them from what I've heard in a few conversations. But like the, the money was not the issue. Which makes this really bizarre. Like, then why leave? I, there might be some outside factors going on into this decision. I don't think it was disgruntlement with Peyton Thorne leaving or anything like that. I It, it just could be that, well, it's, crazy things in life happen and it's time for me to go closer to home, for example. I, I don't know, but I, what I do know from the people that I trust is that money actually wasn't a factor, oddly enough. And I also do want to hit on that a little more, just about the fear of guys leaving. And that's completely justified. I mean, every offseason, I, I think this goes for all programs across the country. I mean, Georgia just had a player poached by USC in the offseason. No program is safe from this. But yeah, every offseason you go in, you know, worried about, oh God, who's going to leave? Who's going to get poached from us? It did almost happen. In this offseason, to a few more players. And by almost, I mean, well, some players were approached from Michigan State. I know of at least one defensive lineman was tampered with. I know of at least one linebacker that was tampered with. I know a kid, of a kid, that in the fall, or in the winter portal, I should say, committed here. And that didn't stop teams from trying to pull him away from Michigan State with some sweet NIL deals. So, no, it... It happens even when guys commit from the transfer portal. Well, God, gee, when does that happen? Keon Stewart could be a, <laughs> a glowing example of that. But, yeah, there were plenty of other guys that were tried or that were uh, attempted to be pulled away from Michigan State, and it didn't happen. So, yes, it happened with Peyton Thorne. It happened with Keon Coleman. But maybe it wasn't even money with Keon Coleman. Maybe it wasn't also even money with Peyton Thorne as well. Again, we talked about this right after he left that. Option A, all right, hey, I'm the starter here for two years. I'm in a quarterback battle all of a sudden. Everyone in the fan base... Seems to want me to lose this thing. And option B is, hey, this school in the South that tells me how pretty I am and uh, tells me that I can have a fresh start and compete for their starting job instantly. Like, it might not even have been money for Peyton Thorne either. It might have just been a lifestyle change because, well, okay, I think the, the grass may have been greener for him as well there. So that's that's my 411 on the Keon stuff. Could be right, could be wrong, but I... I trust the people I talk to here. Uh, all right, Ray Ray uh, Ray Ray writes in. That's a tongue twister. Ray Ray writes in. Wow. Uh, be honest. <laughs> if you see an Alabama or Georgia linebacker pancake or form tackle Keon or Peyton, will you not feel a little Schadenfreude? I hope I'm saying that word right. Uh, as a Spartan fan, I resent them. If Peyton wanted accolades or apologies, having a stellar season next year would have gotten him just that. Keon is just greedy. I, we touched on the Keon stuff. It might not have even been money, but whatever. My stance on both these guys moving forward here is like, I, I wish them healthy careers. You know, 
Could you imagine if I just got on here and said, I hope they tear both their ACLs. Like, I'd be a monster. And yeah, I'd also be lying. Like, it's, like it's, it's, it's business, baby. Like, go do what you gotta do down south. But, like, I, am I rooting for them? Like, actively? No. No, 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 no. Like, I... I'm not going to be sitting on my couch on Saturdays, you know, searching for the Florida State game just so I can watch Keon or searching for Auburn. Like, if I watch any Seminole football or Auburn football, it's by happenstance. I mean, look, I, I'm a Michigan State fan. I'm not an Auburn fan. I'm not a Florida State fan. So, like, no, I'm not going to be pulling for them. Oh, like, kind of like Lions fans did with Stafford during the whole Super Bowl run. Like, I, he's not part of the team anymore like I it, it's just weird for me to do that but I 100% get where uh, people like Ray Ray are coming from like just openly rooting against them but this is just college football now and story time with Matt here and maybe you guys can help me piece together why this event even happened but I remember in middle school we had an assembly this is going to sound so weird to even say. <laughs> we had an assembly where everyone was brought down to the gym, whatever, and everyone was handed a Band-Aid upon arriving to said gym. And the, the speaker said, all right, everyone put the Band-Aid on your arm, rip it off. That hurt, didn't it? All right, now put it on again, rip it off. All right, that only just kind of hurt, right? Now do it again. And like by the fifth time, like you don't even feel anything when the Band-Aid rips off. The, the point of that assembly was like, that's what happens when you get into relationships. The first heartbreak hurts the most. And I have no idea I have no idea what the end game was of this assembly. Or maybe I do now. Maybe this man was just preparing us for our college sports teams in the transfer portal era. Because look, this is this is the one that hurts the most. We've seen a ton of guys transfer out of Michigan State, but no one was a star so to speak, right? The closest that we had was Jeremy Bernard, who caught, what, seven passes? I mean, so yes, the first time a big-name player leaves, that's going to hurt the most. By, like, 2029, maybe? Like, yeah, of course it's going to sting when it happens, but, like, will we carry it in the next season? I Maybe, but probably not, just because, again, this is going to happen across the country, and finally Michigan State got snake-bitten. We're all just trying to deal with our feelings together. God, yeah, just brought back to that Larson Middle School gym where I just look leaving that gym being like I we're all we're all thirteen. What what relationships was he talking about? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, if you have any insight there, maybe you're a psychologist or something like that. Uh, let me know, I guess. <laughs> all right, we're gonna get away from the Keon stuff, the Peyton stuff here. Uh, we got a great question here from Bobby Hill Pride with massive remodels coming to fellow Big Ten stadiums, Ryan Field. Beaver Stadium and Camp Randall Stadium in the near future. What kind of changes would you want to see made to Spartan Stadium to upgrade the stadium itself and the game day experience? So the upgrades um, that he's talking about, first of all, like uh, where uh, Camp Randall is, um, I'm sorry, Ryan, Ryan Field. Ryan Field is just completely redoing what they even look like. Like that, that's going to be unrecognizable once that renovation is done. But Beaver Stadium, uh, they're putting more like a club seating, if you will. Camp Randall in the south end zone, they're going to have more, like they almost look like field-level suites with uh, a terrace above, some club-level seating as well. Just, you know, a lot of space for people to walk around, mingle, and also I mean, a cash cow for donors, alumni, that, you know, have money and want six seats like that. Uh, so what would I want to see done with Michigan State? And honestly, like, here's a really boring answer, but I think that... A lot of people will agree with me here because, well, a lot of us don't have the money that these big donors do, so I just like it the way it is, personally. I mean, it, it is 
a college stadium. I, they are packed shoulder to shoulder around the whole place. There's no like little cushy area that you're going to have at Camp Randall coming up here or that you're seeing pop up all over the country. Um, maybe if I would change anything, it'd be the student section would have like a terrace area, maybe like at the very top of the lower bowl, just so students can, you know, mingle around instead of just leaving the stadium to go to whatever tailgates or parties or whatever they want to go to. Maybe they just stay in the stadium, you know. Oh, hey, that's cool. Third down. Oh, let's make some noise. Okay, back to our conversation. Like, maybe something like that just for the student section. But then again, like student section turnout, I thought last year, it wasn't bad at all, uh, considering, you know, it's kind of a nationwide problem, student section attendance. But yeah, I mean, the, the Huntington Club seats are perfect where they are. Uh, between the lower and upper bowl, it's a very, very vast area. I think it goes like 25-yard line to 25-yard line. Uh, there's suites all the way up top. But again, uh, I'm sure people with net worths that are 20 times mine have different opinions on Spartan Stadium changes that they would like to see. They'd probably like to be a little lower to the field, have a lot of elbow room here close to the field and not be totally detached from the atmosphere that you get sitting in the lower bowl. But yeah, I just, I know that a lot of changes happen in sports, but like that's just one thing maybe that like I don't want to see changed is the stadiums. I still like them loud. I still like them rowdy. So let's just keep it at that. Uh, yeah, you know what? Hold on. No, 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 no. I, I, I just, I just thought of an idea. And I've long said this too. This might be like my third or fourth time saying this on the show, but in the north end zone between the two scoreboards, maybe build like a giant terrace or like a beer garden or like some center up there too that's open air that people can like walk around in. Um, AT&T Stadium where the Dallas Cowboys play, they got like three tiers of it in each end zone. Something like that. Like that could be a cool uh, thing to walk around in and, you know, maybe just price that as just general admission or like, yeah, maybe just a little upcharge. It's, it's $100 instead of, 70 bucks or however much money tickets are going for next season, whatever. So yeah, north end zone, uh, above the lower bowl, in between the two scoreboards. That'd be really cool to see something there. Uh, Matt W. is going to take us home with his list of questions. Your opinion on where up north starts. Well, my favorite gag is when this conversation comes up and I say deadpan. Uh, it's the Palace of Auburn Hills sign is where up north starts. And then people who get really passionate about this conversation. People get fired up about where up north starts. Uh, they almost have a heart attack on the spot. They almost have an aneurysm. They, they really do not like that. But no, mine is just the Zilwaukee Bridge. The good old Zilwaukee Bridge. Uh, that is if you're traveling from the east side of the state, of course. If you're traveling from the west side, I just... Uh, until your cell phone hits one bar of service, I suppose would be where up north starts. Top things to do in Lansing slash EL during the summer. I'm so sorry I'm the wrong person to ask because I never stayed over a summer at Michigan State. Uh, but when I would visit, go to the bars. Hey, how about that for a nice responsible answer? Uh, way less busy than they are during the school year. It's almost eerie being in like Rick's or the Riv and there's only 40 people there. Or... Uh, if, you know, just centering your life around uh, booze and bars isn't your thing, go take a walk in those botanical gardens, baby. That's right. Those are pleasant. Those are great. And also uh, the golf courses, man. I, Forest Acres East, Forest Acres West. Get yourself some golf in your life. Lions over under nine and a half wins. And he also writes in that he will fade whatever I pick. And I hope I'm wrong here. Because, regrettably, I'm a Lions fan, as if I don't suffer enough on weekends. Um... I'm going to go under, I'm going to go under, I'm going to go under. And it brings me no joy to say that. Like, hey, great end to the season last year. That was awesome. But next year, you're getting every team's best shot. And also last year, 
really lucked out with injuries. I mean, unless I'm sorely mistaken, but I think the Lions got away with a lot of injuries here. I, I wonder if there's going to be any regression to the mean there. I really hope there's not, but man, it's also a really tough schedule starting with that first game at Kansas City. You do get some reprieve after that, but once I think it's like November rolls around, tricky, tricky schedule here for the Lions. So yeah, they, they need to bang out a few early wins here and really get the ball rolling, maybe start four and one. But I also, hey, how about just this too? Not analytically or anything. I've been around for three decades and I've yet to see this team do anything close to competent, like win a playoff game or even stumble into a division victory. Um, so yeah, sorry if I'm just a little reluctant to go on over nine and a half. I hope that all you guys win money going over uh, nine and a half end zone or upper deck. I did sit in the upper deck for quite some time. Uh, I also then got season tickets in the lower bowl in the end zone. So I got best of both worlds here. I like the lower bowl because you get more of the atmosphere. It's more loud. And if you know me, I'm not going to just sit on my hands the entire game and not make any noise. Like when it's third down, it's our time to shine. So no, I, I like the uh, camaraderie of the lower bowl in the end zone as well. But if you like the X's and O's, if you like to see plays develop, the, the upper deck is a beautiful place to sit. I mean, really good sight lines up there, so that's a cool spot as well. Cornhole, bocce, or horseshoes. Give me bocce for this one. Give me bocce ball. Love me some bocce ball. Favorite away Big Ten Town slash tailgate slash stadium. I'm actually, this, this might floor people. I hope everyone's sitting down here. I am very bummed that they are changing Ryan Field because I loved going to Ryan Field a few years ago. And sure, is that memory painted a little happier because Kenneth Walker went off that game? Yeah, sure, but it was just such a cool experience going into a stadium, watching Power 5 Conference football at a place that truly does feel like a glorified high school stadium. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. I know that... It sounds like I'm slandering them to oblivion, but no, it was very cool. It was a very tight-knit, intimate atmosphere. I I love going to Ryan Field, and I, I hope that the renovations they make aren't going to take too much away from that, but I, I think I'm asking a lot here. I mean, they're sinking, what, $50 billion into that renovation? It's it's going to be a big one there at Northwestern. So, yeah, that's, that's what I got to go with, Ryan Field, but not for much longer. And... The last question from Matt Matt W. Sorry, I almost said Matt C. Matt W. Thank you very much for all your questions, first of all. Best non-recruiting aspects of USC and UCLA. For me, uh, and maybe you guys are like this too, I, we get to lie to ourselves uh, more about you know those road trips we're going to take. And that's just something fun that you know I like to do with like family, friends, or even myself being like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that trip one day. Like, let's say it's a, hey, Michigan State goes to the Maui Invitational, like, yeah, hey, you know what, Let, let's go, let's do it, let's get nuts, or the Bahamas Classic, or the Bahamas Bonanza, whatever that tournament's called, like, we should do that one year, yeah, let's all plan to go down there one year, like, a USC-UCLA road trip will always just be there to talk about, like, hey, you know what, not not this year when they're there, but let, let's do it again in, like, four years when they go over there, yeah, let's all get fired up, and then, like, yeah, four years walks by, and, well, you didn't go, but, yeah, just the hypothetical road trip conversations. Or if you actually act on your words, yeah, just go ahead and get yourself to California for a good old trip to SoCal. God, that would be really nice, especially if that's a November game. Get out of here. Go see some sun for once in the month of November. So there we have it. Again, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find us with any questions. Gang, thanks a ton for listening, whether it was just today, whether it was the whole week. I know we went solo the whole week, but... 
we're hitting the ground hard uh, getting some guests next week. I want to just give guests like a week off here. You know, it's 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 the dead of May. I'm sure no one wants to be dragged on the show, but we'll do some dragging next week. I can promise you that. Uh, let's get it popping to kick off the week. Coming up here, uh, we got a big recruiting month in June. We'll be breaking every official visit weekend down as it goes through the summer. So you know where to keep it. Locked on Spartans. Locked on Spartans at gmail.com if you ever want to reach out. And go enjoy your weekend. Love you all. Go Green.